0: hi hello welcome to another episode of isaiah's newsstand it's your host isaiah edwards the date is july 17th 2022 let's see it's sunday 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 and so far it's been a mm, kind of fun day (laughs) let's see let's do some food corner i did a company cookout and that was fun that was a good time I feel like I've really perfected the um, get in, get out strategy now. Usually what I like to do is get there at the opening. Maybe there's like a little bit of a wait, at least when I first uh, went to these. And I've been, I think this is my seventh one or sixth one, something like that. No, six because I missed one because I got sick. But I usually go, hang out, hang out, hang out, get some food. And also there's free beer for this. So it's like Miller Lite, Bud Light. It used to be like they had Warsteiner or some something like that, which is really nice little German beer, I think. So that was a good time. That was fun. But anyway, now, new me, since there's like less of my older work friends who work there. And the time between has kind of gotten longer between getting there and the food. So it's like, I don't want to wait more than two hours tops i'd rather not wait at all i want the food to be ready when i'm there (laughs) so i decided to go later this time so essentially got there at like 3 30 food was already there there was a long line but it moved really quick got my burger got my hot dog which was a brat so i got my bratwurst whatever let's see and then i got some sides sides were potato salad macaroni salad coleslaw all of them pretty good I enjoyed them all. Let's see. Also, they had, like, some nice little condiments. Always, like, a good sauerkraut. So that was nice. Some relish. You know, the usual suspect. Tomatoes, onions, all that kind of stuff. So it was a good time. Also, it was, like, unlimited beer. So that was cool. Uh, like I said, I was pretty um, in and out about it, though, which I liked. I was very efficient. Very tactical. Didn't Didn't do any frills. And I got to see some homies and, you know, hang out. It was a good time. Let's see. Also, I went to Cracker Barrel. That was another thing that, that has gone on in between episodes. I always go to Cracker Barrel and get the same thing. It's not the best thing on the menu, but it's the thing that I like from Cracker Barrel the most, which is the pancakes. I get, like, the Big Mama's Breakfast or some whatever version of that they have. I think it's always been that, but I forget. There's, like, three, like, uh, pretty decent-sized I would say big. Well, no, not not big. First watch is big. These are decent sized. So, like, they're like griddle cakes. I feel like I want to call them that. They're a little crispier on the outside. So I got those. A couple pieces of bacon and some scrambled eggs. Still not an egg guy, but it was all good. It was fine. So that's all the food. Did the food now. Um, Let me move on to uh, TV review corner. uh, Because I got some things to talk about because i finally uh used uh some of my time to watch and finish umbrella academy season three now i'm not planning on getting into any big spoilers i am going to talk a little bit about characters so you know whatever you know you guys just like fast forward a few minutes i'll be on the news soon but i did not like this season and i feel like i'm an umbrella academy fan i like the original source material I haven't, like, you know, devoted or read it a time. But, you know, I I do the thing that a casual pleb will do, which is like, okay, how does this line up? How are these characters? Yada, yada, yada. So I really liked the first two seasons, despite any and all variations that they did. I liked the growth of the characters. It was a really good time. Enjoyed it. This season, though, it was chaotic and just not as fun. And I really i really hated allison so if you're like a fan of the show like i initially saw some like spoiler type memes where they were like you know really ragging on allison and i'm like man this is really hardcore like allison's not that bad like allison's like okay like jeez this is unnecessary but then i got into the the season deeper and deeper 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 and i was just so disappointed on how they did her and of course you know, I wanted to check the the you know the comic book to see how that did it, and it was, it was kind of similar, you know, to show that like yeah, she just does some some crazy stuff this season that you might you may or may not like, and it's like okay, awesome. So where do we go from here? Like so that, that's kind of where I was left at. I, I really want to say that's probably the worst thing I've wor- I've watched all year, like TV movie wise, just the worst thing I've watched to completion granted you was uh, you season three was worse but i didn't finish that so i really can't give a full review even though i recently had a friend just say i was like hey can you just explain to me what happened because i may or may not watch season four just to see joe <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure but um yeah. so let's get into some news a uh, little bit of uh I, I don't i it's kind of all over the place but um just some some i guess you can i don't want to say leftovers because this is just the second episode but i I was kind of all over the place kind of finding some stuff but uh we can talk about it let's see let's start off in the states from the the state i should say that's the article site alex murdoch to face charges in june 2021 shooting deaths of wife and son now I haven't really talked about the Murdoch's to my remembrance, to my memory. And the big reason about that is this is like a big law family from South Carolina. They've been in like, I guess, the southern part of South Carolina for like 100 years. They're a big known name. They are very major, very massive, you know, lawyer family. They're a big deal. And they have been in and out of the news, I want to say, for the past year or so, at least on like almost a national scale, for the stuff that this family has gotten into. From Alex Murdoch on down, I want to say, what is it, Buster is another family member. There's also Paul, and then there's Maggie. Now, I want to preface all this with... um, the um the air of this is all a legend like i uh i don't want to get too bogged down on this article because there's just so much and i will definitely tell you guys at the top of this that if you are really interested to get all the juicy tea on what this family has done all the craziness i would highly suggest Sinisterhood. that's like the best one of the best ones i've seen there's also some side stories episodes on last podcast on the left and let's see Rotten Mango. That's another good one where they cover the um Alex Murdoch situation. Just all of it, all the guts. And this article is pretty good too. It just gives like a really kind of brief thing. But there's so much more than even what this article is talking about. And this is more or less just focusing on the shooting deaths of his wife and son, which were Maggie and Paul. They were killed in 2021. One was killed by an assault rifle, I believe that was Paul, and then Mackie, or, was a shotgun, was Paul, and then Mackie was, I believe, killed with a shotgun. I might have those confused. But, essentially, this has been an unsolved murder for, like, 13 months, and, you know, we're just now getting to the point of, you know, the trial, and, you know, what are we gonna, you know, how's this gonna go? So, This is kind of, I want to say, like the first time that like Alex Murdoch or any Murtaugh, Murdoch, I'm pronouncing that name wrong, um, is really kind of facing some stuff. I mean, there are a lot of stories. I want to say Buster is the one of the more memorable ones where I believe at least one woman was killed in like a boating accident because he was drunk and like literally bar hopping on a boat that he owned or some something like that it was crazy so i mean that's a crazy story there's also a lot of just uh like fraud claims that are on alex murdoch or alec murdoch it's alex yeah i don't know why they have him alec here and then alex there that's a little typo from the state whoopsie maybe uh but just essentially stealing from his own clients which is just the most fucked up thing you can do. Like, and especially it sucks too because it's like you have a reputation and you're using your reputation to take advantage of the less fortunate, the people who are really down and, you know, the worst situations. So definitely not a good family, not a great family. They've also been known to come after people who have like, you know, spoken up and said things. Like it's it's literally known like this is Murdoch country, like the area that they live and everything. So I mean it's it's just it's a lot of stuff it's a it's it's really like just a true crime just pinata of shit just out of one family Uh, the you know the main article here just talking about the deaths of maggie and paul just our headline material alone but then also just some of the stuff i mentioned and then there's a ton of other stuff i haven't mentioned but uh he did call in the murder Uh, So it is one of those things where it's like there is a potential chance that he wasn't involved. Like I really on this one don't know. I think maybe I'm biased and I want to say like, well, I mean, it just seems like he was tying up some loose ends or something like that. But I mean, that's me being very speculative. So we'll definitely see how this trial is going to go. Like I said, I've kind of been hesitant to even talk about it just because one, like I know that these are the types of people who do you know, come for like podcasters even, or just anyone who's speaking out. So, you know, it's kind of scary. But I mean, I'm pretty obscure and no one's really looking for me, so I ain't really that worried. But just really interesting case. So I wanted to talk about that, wanted to cover that, put it on the board. Maybe something we'll get to a little bit later. Like I said, I mean, this is a a type of thing that you could do multiple part podcasts on. So talking about this family is really hard, not to mention with the, the limited, scattered knowledge I have and remember. But like I said, just wanted to put on the radar. And then let's see. I got this from Al Jazeera. UN decries rising death toll, rights violations in Haiti. The UN says at least 234 people were killed or injured in gang-related violence from July 8th to the 12th in Port-au-Prince. So, this article from Al Jazeera was the best one I could kind of find to kind of encapsulate what's going on, at least as of lately. But there has been a very huge uptick in gang activity, gang violence in Haiti that's really affecting the people who live there. Obviously, with just the deaths, but also the gangs have really increased and tightened their control, especially, I guess, since last year with the upheaval of the. You know, assassination of Yovani know, Moise. I believe again that name right there. But we've you know we've covered that. Then there's also the earthquake that happened. But in these kind of vacuums, gangs can kind of come up and really want to exert control and take control of areas. I mean that that that's something that's not you know a crazy wild thing. Sadly, especially when you just do not have the resources to really enforce law and you know they become that law so it's also been hard to get an aid with everything going on the gangs have made that worse they're getting to the point now where they are like making it so it's like no they're turning away aid because it gives them more control over the city if people can't get water can't get food so it's just a really scary situation definitely adding to just more of the 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 plight that is going on in haiti so you know this is one of those things where you know i've been hearing more and more about it and then just hearing that number is just insane it's wild because that's just that's just gang activity that's specifically focused we're not talking about you know the earthquake stuff we're not talking about any of the other issues that are crippling and hindering haiti that are you know making it harder for the people there. So I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. There's there's a quote here. Let's see from the UN spokesman. We have so far documented from January to the end of June nine hundred and thirty four killings, six hundred and eighty four injuries, and six hundred eighty kidnappings across the capital. We've also covered some of those kidnappings, you know, with the Amish family stuff like that. So I mean, this is this is a big business, like for these gangs and big business. For just, I don't want to say i because I, I feel like you're you're taking it too far to try to like put and paint a picture like that of Haiti because like it is one of those things. Where this is a systematic problem. This isn't just a series of unfortunate events and a bad place. Like Haiti has been a country that has had to fight for its existence since its birth, and ever since its birth has been oppressed and before. You know what I mean? So to the point of that, even the places that are helping out are often calling it like just, you know, a failed state, which is not how I feel like you should be viewing any kind of, you know, country. You know, every country is a country that's trying to fight for itself and fight for its survival and its people. So, I don't know, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but just definitely something I wanted to bring up you know, I, I want to try to cover a lot of things. I definitely don't want it to just be like, oh, well, here's the big news in Ukraine in terms of like, you know, shit going on. So when I heard that this number was just going up and up and up with just it seemingly like, you know, what's going to happen? I, I definitely wanted to talk about it. I don't know if there is a way to really clamp down on the guns. I mean, they're talking about they would like to put in more mandates to stop The movement of it, like the guns and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know how that is going to be enforced so well, but definitely we'll keep you covered with what I find out. Moving on into more international news. Mexico captures infamous drug lord Rafael Caro Quintero. So Rafael Caro Quintero, a man I did not know about until this week. He apparently... Was behind the killing of a DEA agent in nineteen eighty five uh, who went by the name of Enrique Enrique Kiki Cam, Camarina. And essentially he was a known drug dealer. He dealt in like heroin, marijuana, I believe cocaine. You know, he was just a big known name, big known quantity in Mexico and you know he was wanted i believe in retaliation for like a drug bus on his uh one of his like plantations like his weed plantations he kidnapped chimera or um chimera, i'm sorry i'm getting his name wrong and killed him or Camarina and killed him so it was definitely one of those situations where it's like okay, America was already upset and mad about this drug stuff, and then you're going to kill one of our own, so naturally we're going to go even harder. That's just ordinary business. But with Mexico, it's it's not an easy situation. Kind of like what we were talking about in Haiti. When the gangs get so big and there's not enough government to really clamp down and enforce, you know, on said gangs, well, then they run it. You know, so the Sinaloa Sinaloa cartel was in control, they had the juice, they had the flow, and I mean, it's not like too much has changed there, but I guess Mexico has kind of made some you know means to make it happen. And I and also, I'm kind of confused too when I was reading the article because they they go through how they captured them at least a little bit from you know what I got from the AP Yahoo News, but. Um, they had said that there was like a a helicopter accident in which people died. I want to say there was like 15 people, but I think that was like before they actually captured him. So... Okay, so it was carrying 15 people crashed near the coastal city of Los Mochis during the operation, killing 14 of those on board. So... It was an accident they haven't really gotten into the details of, but they were still able to capture uh, Quintero. So, you know, because they have like the footage and capture of that, and he is, you know, America is also planning on extraditing him. So that was a, a wrinkle that I had I'd heard, and it kind of threw me for a loop, but I didn't really get too much more clarity on it. But I do imagine that this is something that's, once again, you know, it's a, a feather in the cap of u.s mexico relations you know they get to say hey we got a guy granted you know we've gotten chapo we've gotten this guy but it's not like we're actually stopping violence we're not we're not actually stopping drugs but this is just a big name that came up i'm to cover that let's see in some other news we got from yahoo news isis leader in syria killed in u.s drone strike pentagon says and this was Mahir al-Agao, and he was one of the top five leaders of ISIS. He was killed in an airstrike in northwest Syria. Now, there's probably a lot more details to this, but usually you kind of, I feel like when the story goes well, quote-unquote, for the U.S., these drone strikes are very quick, silent, and not, quote-unquote, messy, which is what they wanted. I think they said they had gotten... Him and I think maybe someone else who was like an associate of him. Maybe um, I might be fudging the last part, but they got him. He was like riding his motorcycle and they just hit him. They hit him up with a drone strike. I mean, it, they people are really not exaggerating <laughs> when they say drones completely redefined how we do military operations. Completely, completely streamlined things. And it's one of those things where it was, uh, to me, personally, this is something that was slept on on me until after the fact, but a lot during like the Obama administration. It's something that is really talked about, like the drone strike stuff that happened, I believe, in Yemen. So it's one of those things where it, it only is going to get, quote unquote, better over time, but naturally, it's always combined with the intelligence that you get. So luckily, quote unquote, good that they got good intelligence, good that they used discretion and... You know, they've been obviously waiting this on this target for a very, very, very long time. And they finally got to pull the trigger and, you know, the damage was minimum contained. So, you know, I guess you want to say, hoorah, yay, America got one. But, you know, it's not like this is going to be something that stops ISIS or really changes the, the conversations or narratives. It's just uh, a mark on the board, a statistic, if you will. Let's see take my little brick a little earlier here <sighs> Ooh. wee Okay, I'm back my back are we really back do we really ever go i don't know <laughs> uh got us from cnn world scenes of devastation after plane carrying military munitions crashes in greece killing eight people so this is a story it's a bit of a handful for me i i guess there was a cargo plane that was carrying ammunition and yeah it says it including illuminating mortar shells and training shells. And this is going to Bangladesh, I believe. Yeah. Okay. It was traveling from Serbia to Bangladesh via Jordan. And that's when it crashed and it crashed in Greece and it killed eight people. Those eight people were Ukrainian citizens. And so for me, I'm kind of confused. This is some sort of weapons transport that was used that was going to be used for you like ukrainian aid i'm not sure it doesn't really say too much in the article but it does just talk about the plane i believe it was the Antonov 12 so i mean this is just one of those things that had popped up and i just wanted to have some coverage on it but i I am going to be honest i'm just not quite sure the details on like why exactly the serbian plane that was carrying i guess these kind of things to not ukraine but i also know that there's also if, if i'm since i'm assuming you know ukraine is involved with the ukrainians being there that there's just uh the red tape that they have to kind of jump through it's like it's got to go from these people to those people and then maybe move to another thing and then you guys it's all you you own it you have it you use it to fight the war in russia I, once again that's me speculating not 100 percent sure but you know Crazy big incident. I mean, they said that it even made, like, a mushroom plume when it exploded. It was, like, that just big and massive of an explosion. So, crazy stuff. Uh, Condolences, obviously, to the families, you know, the people involved. I believe they said an engine blew on the plane, which is always just a scary thing. It's something you always kind of think about, you know, when you're leaving, you're taking off. I mean, whether whether your plane is filled with weapons ammunition or it's just a couple of other bodies who are going from you know la to washington you you never want that part to happen so that's really scary that's very sad Uh, but i wanted to end on some good news and luckily the universe did not disappoint got this from yahoo news slash cbs news hidden van gogh self-portrait self-portrait discovered by x-ray so the National Galleries of Scotland, also known as NGS, had discovered an like a it's it's a secret to us, but I don't think it was intended to be a secret. But a, a hidden painting of one of um, Vincent Van Gogh's work, and it was like a self portrait of Van Gogh himself. And the painting is head of a peasant woman, which is uh, the picture I posted with uh this podcast episode so you can see that and it also shows the x-ray of Van Gogh and it's believed to be like an early self-portrait because it's him with both of his ears uh he cut off one of his ears to keep his fellow artist Paul Gagin 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 I'm not pronouncing that correctly probably but uh I guess he did it in an effort to get him to stay so, you know, you know, it bees like that. Sometimes your artist live in friend, partner, I don't know what their stuff is. I don't know the whole lore details on Vanco, but he cut off his ear. It meant a lot to him, but this is pre-ear cut. So this is like old. Apparently that, and when I, when I hear it like said, it just makes sense. But when you're an artist, especially if you're like, you know, poor or whatever, you just don't have as many materials. So the canvas you're using, you use once, and then let's say later on, later on, later on, time goes on, you now need another canvas, you don't have it, you just flip instead of doing something else, and you just say, okay, like, I'm not going to erase it or get rid of it, I'm just going to literally paint on the other side. So on the other side of this painting is a whole other painting, and, you know, that's, that's nothing if you're just Doodle Bop Robert. You know, that's just how you do it. You know, you use both sides of the page, move on, whatever. But when you're Van Gogh, people are going to go back and go, oh my gosh, like this is a whole extra painting. And so they are now, um, well, currently they discover this um, in the setting up, I believe, of a installation. But after this installation is done, they are going to go through the process of trying to extract the other painting. So that's really kind of cool that they're doing this whole kind of... I mean, there's this old piece of art that we have. And then we also are having this modern technology. And we are making it happen so that we can actually extract it and get it. And I think that's very crazy. I mean, I you I would have found it crazy that we were able to see from that x-ray such a good detailed um, representation of it. I think that's great. So that's overall the episode guys uh we're at the end we made it thanks for sticking along um if you'd like to help contribute to the effort that is Isaiah's newsstand I do have a patreon patreon.com slash Isaiah news any dollar uh is greatly appreciated every five dollars will get you a shout out for the month and it'll also get you discord access pretty cool pretty cool If you would like to do the freeway for feedback, any kind of critiques, um, you know, good jobs out of boys, uh, you can send it to the IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com email address, and I will try to get to that when I do. Thank you for coming through. I love you lots, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. Love you. Bye-bye.